Welcome to Live Well and Thrive, a podcast recognizing the hard work, dedication, and diversity of our team at Kaiser Permanente Northern California. I'm your host, Carrie Owen Pleats. Today, we're going to turn the tables on me, which means I'll be the person who's being interviewed. Uh, With me here today to play host or ask the questions is Pamela Spain, Area Experience Leader at KP South Sacramento Medical Center. And Pamela, how long have you worked for KP? 23 years. 23 years. Love it. So welcome, Pamela. Thank you for playing the part of host for this latest episode of Live Well and Thrive. Oh, thank you so much, Carrie. And it's an honor to be here today with you. Um, I just want to start by saying that you recently shared a story with me, which is frequently referred to as the starfish story. And I'd love for you not only to share the story with our listeners, but also take a moment to conceptualize it and really kind of frame it so they understand more about how you see the story as a metaphor for what you're aiming to achieve with the Live Well and Thrive podcast. Yeah, it's such a great question. And we're sitting in this uh, beautiful space outside of South Sacramento, uh, KP. And some of the concept came directly from when I visited you all in um, February of 2021. And if you remember back that um, far, Rachel probably remembers. This was, I think, also there's so many so many devastating fires that have happened in the area as well. The first 90 days after I joined KP, I went to all of the medical centers and I rounded in all of the COVID ICUs and all the COVID units draped in PPE, if you remember all those days. And uh, I had the wonderful privilege of rounding in the ICU at, at South Sac, and it was a bad day. It was a day I think we had uh, lost five patients. And I think that day we had both a, um, uh, we had a couple, the mom and the dad who were both in the ICU. Yeah, just, a, it was a tough day. And, um, and each amazing experience and privilege of, of talking to the staff in all of the medical centers, you ask the question, um, and I'm going to get emotional about this. You asked the question, um, how are you doing today? And the initial response was, I'm fine. And then you can see from the eyes and the facial, the body expression, they're, they're so far away from being fine. And you're like, no, how are you really doing? And then sometimes it was this just emotional release of just the pain and the anguish and just the compassion fatigue from the staff. And I remember rounding it specifically in South uh, Sacramento. And um, I asked, so... So what's keeping you going? Like, why, how, why are you showing up to work every day? Like, how are, how are you getting through this? And um, I said, I'm here for my team. And it was the team that we're getting through. And, and it was these magical moments along the way of, you know, we're doing post-it notes for each other. And I just stuck it on their, on their nursing station or something to say, thank you for being here today. Or thank you cards or um, that, uh, you know, they were listening to the call map or these little nuggets along the way. And so what I found that I was doing is everybody had this wonderful... Some people had wonderful ways of getting through it and so other people were really struggling. So as I was going through all the medical centers, I, I, I felt like I was sharing, well, this is what I heard from the last critical care unit, or this is what I heard from this wonderful nurse here. And they're like, oh, I should try that. And so there was these, these moments that I just it was recognizing we, ha- we have got to help each other through this. And it was... Not, it wasn't always these big things. It was the small things that mattered. And so it reminded me of the, you mentioned the starfish story. And if you've 
don't know the starfish story, it's this, um, I'll short, short inform you. <laughs> so it's this couple walking along this beach and there's thousands of these starfish that have washed up. And so they're walking along and the, the man picks up the starfish and, you know, throws it back in the water and they keep walking a little bit further. And the wife stops and says, what are you, what are you doing? There's thousands of starfish on this beach. You can't pick up all thousand starfish. You're, like, how's this, you're not making a difference. And he reaches down and picks up the starfish and throws it back in. And he says, well, I made a difference to that one. And so it just got, got us thinking about how can we amplify, amplify all of the good things and, and the help of the Calm app and gratitude and other, other things that people are struggling with. How can we help save and pick up a starfish. And, and I've always said, and Michelle and I talk about this, is we've done our job if we've helped one person. Mm-hmm. If you have listened to any of the episodes of Live Well and Thrive and taken away one nugget or shared it with somebody else and they've had a better day or they've been able to get through an experience that was very challenging for them because they had an extra set of tools, then awesome. Because it has nothing to do with me. It is all about our team. That is a beautiful story and certainly a powerful way of describing how you think you're having an impact on the individual employees in Northern California through your podcast. So thank you for sharing that with us today. I I don't think I actually knew that, so I really appreciated that. Can you also describe one or two lessons you've learned while being the host for Live Well and Thrive, like maybe a little bit of what your experience has been in terms of being the host? Sure. I love the editing team. Um, I, and I, I notice I do giggle a lot, but I, you know, I, I love laughter. I think the world needs a lot more of it. Um, I've learned so much. I've learned so much personally and professionally. Every single time I do, uh, we do one of the podcasts, whether it's with um, Alex, who was the clinical lead for Calm, and how the Calm um, app team comes up with their different products and development to help people, whether it's through hearing from all of you how you've gotten through COVID during the times, whether it's the um, uh, leader of the Caring Science Gratitude Center from UC Berkeley, Steve Kerr, hello, Um, for those warriors. I know I'm in King's country, so (laughs) sorry about that. Um, (laughs) But I'll just give an example of, of, of Steve, because I think in all situations, there's you can take the positive out of a difficult situation or you can be pulled down by the negative. And Steve shared, you know, he's this amazing basketball player. He's this amazing coach and has gone through so much. Um, but the, the story that stuck with me is around um, the situation with his father. And if you um, got a chance to listen to the episode or know anything about his story is that when he was playing uh, basketball, his, um, his dad was was killed. And um, the ability for people to bounce back from this significant loss of of self and hurt and pain and to become the leader and the individual that he is today is, we can all take something from that. And it's so honestly, every single episode has been a gift. Um, I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm so incredibly blessed to have the opportunity to be the host. And again, love the editing team. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, every time you uh, have a guest on, you always ask them about the project or initiative they're talking about, and you usually ask them how has it impacted them personally and professionally. So just kind of spinning a little bit deeper here, I'd like to ask you how hosting for the last two seasons has impacted you both personally and professionally. You kind of touched on that, but just a little bit more. Yeah. I think sometimes people think that leaders aren't human. (laughs) Well, we are, right? We all are, right? And I have good days and I have some not so good days and we all do. So I I think the, um, I knew this before the podcast, but it's just been reinforced is to ensure you have grace with yourself uh, and that it's okay to not be okay. And then there's ways that you don't have to move yourself from the not okay to okay. You don't have to do that always just by yourself and within yourself, grasping onto others. There's so much beauty and so much um, intellect and just graciousness of our team within Kaiser Permanente, but also within our community. And I think I reflect this back a little bit too. Um, so I was, a, I was a dancer growing up you know, started when I was three. So uh, anytime you see, you know, I was never one of those amazing ballerinas that do those PK turns or whatever, but, um, or fuete turns. Um, but you know, when you see that dancer who's up on point, you know, up on their toes and they've got this amazing balance and they're, you know, you're just like, how in the world do they do that? So dancers have to find their center in order to find their balance. And so you always hear dancers talk about their center. Well, the center means that your head is aligned with your heart and it's aligned with your gut. And so some t- you have to have your center in order to have balance. We get so focused on it. People you know, have to find their balance. But in fact, you can just grab onto somebody else and your balance is restored. And we forget that sometimes. Um, so it's, it's a good reminder every single time that there's so much out there for us to tap into, whether it's the call map, whether it's ginger, whether it's, uh, just having a great conversation with Ender Dillon, who runs our behavioral health programs. It's, we're, uh, we're all human. Uh, so personally, I've learned so much. I continue to learn so much every time we have a conversation. Oh, and the business resource groups, and all the conversations we've had about our Pride BRG and our African-American BRG and our Asian-American BRG. There's so much that we continuously can learn from each other. So that's personally, but that, that travels over to professionally all, all of the time. I, you know, I'm also struck by, I feel like you have also learned to be vulnerable and comfortable with being vulnerable. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think that, and I think that's so important. Yeah. Right? I'm kind of, I am that. what I, I am what you see. I like I, yeah. Yeah. I, that's a good thing to be. Um, how do you think it's changed how you lead in the organization? I mean, and has it shaped your decision-making? Can you give us any examples of that? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, um, and I think this has been learned from having worked in an environment that was the opposite and, in uh, when I was, you know, a, a young healthcare executive pup, it was, you know, you never leave the office before the boss, right? And always get in there before and always stay after and work, work, work and work weekends and, you know, 120%. And it was pretty hard knocks. And there was almost this um, pat on the back for being assertive and aggressive and maybe a touch of mean. Um, I never, I I didn't, I didn't like the mean part. That is not the way to lead. 
And it took me, you know, if I could go back and talk to that that person, I'll never change anything because every every experience that you have in life gets you to where you are. And but I would say, you know, stop taking yourself a little too too seriously. And what I've learned now for being part of KP, and I knew this from being again in a situation that was the opposite, is that we don't we don't talk about love and laughter and joy enough. And you think about the brain science behind this, right? Is that when you're in your higher brain, okay, let's start with reptile brain because everybody can relate to that. So if you're in your reptile brain and you're in fight or flight mode, what are you doing? You're either running or whatever, but you're not, you're using like this small piece of your brain and the rest of your brain is just hanging out, doing nothing. And you think about that and our patients and our team members deserve our full brain and our full attention. And the way it's brain science, you look at the MRIs, that only happens when you're tapping into creativity. And where do you tap into that? You have to get out of that fight or flight. So that, yeah, got to be in this higher brain thinking. The only way to tap the entire, just think about this, 100,000 people work in KP Northern California. And if we're all working in higher brain versus reptile brain, we are unstoppable. And our patients are in a better place. Our team members are in a better place. Our community is in a better place. Innovation thrives. I mean, everybody can relate to the day when you're just in a great mood. Everything's going well. Everybody's happy. Everything's going well. You've got creative juices. You're in a good space. You're making great decisions. But you also can relate to those days where you're like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> can I start this day over? And you're, you know, and this, do you make great decisions that day? Yeah, I don't know. Do you have great relationships with your significant other or your family? Eh, maybe not. I don't know. Um, so I, I just, what I've learned is that we need more love, joy, and higher brain thinking in the world. And the only way to do that is to tap into everybody's true authentic selves. Um, and uh, gratitude is a great way to get there. I love that. Um, talk to us a little bit about where you're headed in 2024 with the podcast. I'm kind of excited to hear what topics you might be moving towards. Yeah, yeah. Well, so here's the great thing about the podcast, and one of the best things about it is that um, every once in a while we'll get an uh, email. Michelle or I will get an email to the Live Well and Thrive uh, email, and it's their starfish stories. Right. So there's like, this is how I, I was helped, or this is, I, I loved this one, and here's how I tapped into it, and here's how it made a change. I love those starfish stories. So, a lot of the concepts and everything that we've done has come from listeners or from conversations. Like last night, I was at a, at a event in San Francisco, and I was talking to one of our colleagues who it'll be the first time she's spending the holidays because her kids are grown. It's the first time without the, all the kids being home together and you could just see the pain on her face. It's the first time ever. And she's, and she's struggling. So I, anybody else, can anybody else relate to not having, you know, or it's the first time maybe not having a, a loved one? Uh, at the holidays, it's a tough place to be. So if we can create maybe a, that's, that's, that's how the ideas, ideas flow. So 
I'm expecting some great ideas from this audience and also from our other listeners, but it's whatever the team needs um, and whatever uh, other great ideas as we're out and about rounding, that's what we bring to the, to the podcast. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to that, I'm sure. Um, so I want to talk about something that I think is... Um, this this is really an important question for you from from my perspective. So you frequently end your podcast episodes with the same question, which is, um, what one piece of advice do you have for our listeners to recover from the almost three full years of the COVID nineteen pandemic? And while we've thankfully been out of the pandemic or moved away from it for several months now, uh, many of us are still recovering. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on how you would answer that question. Yeah, in so many um, different ways. The great thing about asking it over and over again is it makes you reflect, and my answer has maybe shifted over time. Um, but have grace with yourself. Um, no, it's, and so this isn't just the one thing. I'm breaking my own rules. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, have grace with yourself. Recognize it's okay to not be okay, and that you don't have to find balance on your own. It's, it's there for you. It's there for you. I feel like it's tied to your starfish story too, a little bit. Absolutely. I like that answer. I think it's, um, I think it's so important for us to hear from our leaders that you recognize that there are those lingering effects and the impact. And um, so that's really gratifying for me locally to hear that. I think for a lot of people listening at the local medical centers, because we did see the impact on the staff, especially the frontline staff. And like you talked about earlier with the ICU staff, I really... Um, want to acknowledge that, that that pain was real. And we, I think they still feel it, right? Well, a loss. I think we all do. I mean, our, our lives have been forever changed. And whether we recognize it or not, we're, we all have vicarious trauma or actual PTSD from what we have gone through. Um, and we're still seeing the impact of it. I was talking to somebody um, yesterday because they were they were saying, oh, I'm going to, because I helped them with a PhD dissertation. And she said, well, I want to send you a gift. And I said, please don't send me a gift. I'll tell you what my, my, my gift would be. It's just to make somebody else's day. Because South Sacramento spent a lot of time on gratitude. I love that. Uh, and the power of gratitude. And it's, um, it's the ripple effect. Right. And so if you just express, make somebody else's day, even if they're having, you never underestimate the power of a moment. So that's my encouragement today is just, and I'm sure this group probably does it more than once, but just spend one moment today and just make somebody's day, whether it's, you know, uh, rushing into a grocery store and it's the the person at the cash register cash register. Do we have cash registers anymore? I don't know. Um, I know I'm totally dating myself. (laughs) It's like stop by the blockbuster. Anyways. (laughs) Um, but we all have these moments. I think we really underestimate the power of, and I know we talk about this, every moment truly does matter. It matters for our patients. It matters for our team, but it matters for all of us. And there's so much negativity going on in the world. Never underestimate the power that you can have and just saying, hey, you look great today, you know, or I love your smile or, you know, just, just take the moment. 
I'm a firm believer in that too. Um, And speaking of gratitude, uh, in South Sacramento celebrating this beautiful season of gratitude, uh, we've got a roaming gratitude kiosk and it it has traveled around and it's a really nice tie to our uh, conversation today, but it asks a question that I want to ask of you. Okay. So what ordinary experiences bring a sense of peace or comfort to you? Can you tell us one or two and what they mean to you? So I'm a pretty positive person and I have a gratitude journal I do every day and every morning. Ordinary experiences. I'll tell you, so the sunrise in the morning makes me remember how much power we have in every single day and that every day is a gift. And I think sometimes we forget um, that not everybody has that gift. So I'm just thankful for the sunrise, thankful this morning and thankful to be here with them. Just think, we have a over 100,000 people that made a decision for the rest of their life to give to others. That's what they're going to do with this precious gift of life. I'm thankful for the privilege of being in the role that I, I'm in. I'm privileged to be in Northern California. I'm privileged to be at Kaiser Permanente, where our entire focus is around keeping people healthy. Privileged to be in the United States, where we had the freedom of, of speech and living without war. That's not what everybody else in, gets to have the privilege for. Privilege of health. Um, privilege of two healthy kids and a healthy family. And the privilege of the holidays. Um, so much to be grateful for. I, I do in, encourage you if you don't have a practice um, of doing this, and it sounds like you know South Sac is setting the standard for gratitude. Um, but start a gratitude journal and just write down every morning, um, at least for the next twenty-one days, because it takes twenty-one days to create a behavior that's sustainable, right? Yeah, I guess you know I, I probably have some dietitians in the rooms like, okay, it does twenty-one. Um, to set new behaviors, but um, just write it down. Just spend the first couple, it takes less than a minute, 30 seconds, just to write down what you're grateful for. And it will change your mindset. And have your kids do it too. That's a fun one. Oh, that's a good tip too. Yeah. I, I think it frames your day. Is If you set your Absolutely. intentions, that's how I always see it when I do it. You know, yeah. if I make the time to do it, it definitely allows me to frame the way the rest of my day will hopefully go, right? Yes. If all things go well. Um, but it also keeps me centered when things start to move astray. Yes. You know, so it kind of yeah. brings me back to that point. So I'm glad you um, gave everybody that inspiration to start that gratitude moment. Um, so speaking of that, How do you see the connection between gratitude and resiliency? 100% tied. Mm -hmm. And the the science kind of proves it. Um, And I think you just answered it, which is, you know, gratitude can help you reset your brain to thinking about the day differently. One of the the things I also do as a brain trick is if I know that there's a meeting or an event coming up that, you know, I'm not really super excited about, not that that ever happens, Um, (laughs) but I'll say, what am I most excited about today? I'm excited about that meeting. I'm excited about it. It's going to be great, and here's how it's going to go, and this is how I'm going to be prepared for it. And it is never underestimate the power of just thinking about things differently. And um, I do think, going back to your your question around um, gratitude and resilience, if you start your day saying, (laughs) this is for me, if you start your day saying that you're grateful for what I talked about this morning, for the sunrise, the gift of of life today, the gift of this amazing privilege, the gift of Kaiser Permanente, the gift of coming to South Sacramento and talking to amazing people who are doing amazing work. The small stuff doesn't matter as much. 
right? There's little things that come up that are kind of negative things along the way. But, you know, it puts everything into context a little bit more. Like you're... um, the dog grabbing your shoe and eating part of it. Not that that happened yesterday. Um, <laughs> right. Which is my favorite shoes. I just got bought that I just purchased. But um, Chewy, if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard Chew. He comes on every once in a while. Um, but you put it all in context. It's like I woke up today. I, you know, I have the gift of, of life today. I get to come and do these magical things. What a wonderful, amazing privilege. It's just a shoe. I love that answer, too. I also love the idea of the expression of gratitude. We didn't talk about that. I'm just ad-libbing this. Um, But I think that that's so important. I always feel like um, thinking about what you're grateful for is a great way to start your day. But I'm a firm believer in you've got to express gratitude because I think that's where the secret sauce really comes in, right? Mm -hmm. The magic happens when you spin it out because when you spin it out, you're not... Um, expending energy, you're actually taking in tenfold back. And that for me is that connection back to resiliency, because when you express it, it comes back to you in such a way that it, um, it, like you said, it lightens the, the burdens or the negative aspects of the day, like the shoe, uh, puts it in perspective. And, um, it just, I think it really does reframe our own happiness meter, right? It just, absolutely. I love that you brought that up. I love that you brought that up. So, I sent an NCAL kudos over to two individuals yesterday um, for their amazing work on what they were doing. And um, I got three response, three thank you notes back. I'm like, well, I didn't, I didn't do it to get more thank yous. I mean, <laughs> but it was this cyclical event. So I felt even better, even though my intention was just to express gratitude to them. So that's that synergistic quality that gratitude has. And if you're in that pool of gratitude, how can you not be resilient? Now, I think a lot of people are sometimes a little shy about expressing oh, gratitude. That's just silly. I, I think it's like you just said, we need more love and joy. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be something big. It can be something small, right? Yeah. Like, thank you so much for for doing this today. You're so good at it. Oh, well, gosh, it's just been a joy. I got to tell you personally, just I think that... You know, for me, after 23 years in this organization, I really believe that kindness and generosity have to be the hallmarks of leaders. And it's what separates good leaders from great leaders, Carrie. And um, so thank you for showing up in a way that assures me that you are a kind and generous leader. um, Because that's very inspiring. And I think it's something that um, makes us all feel proud because... It takes a lot of courage to be a leader. And so thank you for having the courage to step up and take on that responsibility. Oh, that was super sweet. Well, thank you for letting me have the privilege. Yay. Yay. Oh, we're going off script. Are we back on script now? Yeah. (laughs) I think we're wrapping up. Are we wrapping up? That's awesome. All right. So, well, before I go back to my script script, 
I heard from uh, Michelle and from James that you had, because um, we've met before, that you had a, a glow about you and uh, that you had this warmth and it just totally came across today. So thank oh, you. Thank I, you. I appreciate um, you. Um, I'm, I'm glad we weren't on video because I know that reduced your stress <laughs> level. Me too. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. But you did such a great job and just oh. awesome, awesome audience. Thank you so much for um, um, allowing me to be at South Sacramento today and for uh, being able to um, just share a little bit. I, I was not uh, super thrilled to be on this end. I like being the interviewer versus the interviewee, um, but you got you made it very easy. You did it really well. Oh, thanks. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you to all of our listeners um, and uh, to learn a little bit more about uh, what the intentions were behind Live Well and Thrive, including how it is both a resource for everybody as well as a platform for all of our KP Northern California employees. And as always, I invite you to share what's on your mind. Ask a question or suggest a topic or guest and send it to livewellandthrive at kp.org. And whether you're listening on your commute or during a down moment, keep those comments coming. And of course, I'd like to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to Live Well and Thrive, a podcast recognizing the hard work, the dedication, and diversity of our team at Kaiser Permanente. I'm Carrie Ann Pleats, and we'll see you next time.